You're listening to Art Root Radio, and I'm your host, artist Michelle Lockery. Today in the studio, my digital studio, my scaffolding, I always like to pretend that I'm still on scaffolding somewhere in the world, my feet swinging in the sun, looking down at the world, you know, watching the cars go by and the people saying hello, the stories, you know, paint all over me and feeling with that one cup of coffee, 30 feet up in the air, I was the most blessed person on this planet to do what I do. Now, I feel the same way about my digital scaffolding because I am still being blessed enough to welcome people to my scaffolding and for us to talk about things as the world goes by and create somewhere in the middle of all of that. A lot of people ask me, why the sunflower? Why are my projects called Wayfinder? And why are my projects called the Sunflower Project? Well, Wayfinder happened because um, my husband and I lost our way and we ended up separated, divorced, and we had to come back together. And so we had compasses um, tattooed on our arms. And when I was doing this big project um, with the province, I um, was working to do a BC-wide project. And they were kind of, we were all together, and there was a whole bunch of really, really powerful people that were trying to help me, really good people, leaders, you know. And they saw us having this connected mural project with the benefits of the trades and trades skills training helping youth, and just making a trail across British Columbia. That was supposedly for the Olympics. And then long story short, it, it didn't happen just due to, I think, the economy at the time. And, it you know, sometimes visionary projects take a long time to happen. You know, you see in the future and they come maybe 10, 20 years later, and that's okay. In that time, my family, um, my Ukrainian family, discovered that we had been in internment camps. My grandfather, my Guido, um, his name was John, and he searched for his brother his entire life. His brother had gone missing, and my Guido had thought that he had disappeared or um, lots of not-so-nice stories, and he went to his grave with shame and just not knowing, and we didn't know. There was a whole bunch of trauma that sort of circled the history and the hard times of the coal mining towns, and we just really never knew. And one day when I was in the Vernon Museum, I found out through finding a letter, a random letter with my grandfather's name on it. And you have to understand, I'm not from originally from Vernon. So it was very, very interesting to find this while I was creating a project in, you know, middle of British Columbia. Well, we did some research and um, I have a friend, Andrea Malish, who's very, very passionate about the internment story education. And I find out that my family was interned. So the sunflower, which is a Ukrainian flower, which is, you know, the flower of Ukraine, and um, it just resonated with me. I read a story about Ukrainian women bringing sunflower seeds over, and it just really struck me as the flower of, I guess, not of internment, but of having to be able to forgive and to heal. And it's light, and it was food, and it... It just, in the story, it was about this mother who had grown this sunflower in a pot while she was an immigrant in Canada. So that's how the Sunflower Project happened to be. There was a mural in Vernon to honor those people that built the highways and, you know, the parks. And they worked for no money in terrible conditions. 
But now the sunflower has moved forward after COVID because I think and I believe that we have all been touched in terrible ways, but in very good ways to understand how not to be included and how to be isolated was not an easy thing to to learn how to deal with. And so the sunflower for me has now morphed into this renewal and connection. And I believe that we are all Indigenous to this planet. From whatever source you come from, your roots, a sunflower can grow, it can grow tall. And instead of my my people having their head down in shame for how they were treated, we can't go back, but we can go forward. So I would like to honor everybody who has ever felt, you know, everybody has a story that will break your heart. What's your story? What's my story? But if we come together under one beautiful symbol, a symbol that if you watch a sunflower grow, it just faces the sun. It's always looking for the light, you know, and it then it fades and it leaves seeds and food and shakes those seeds all over and the birds carry them and it starts again, just like we have to start again. So to me, that's a symbol of renewal. I've been blessed enough for many years to work with an entirely incredible group of people, artists and healers and I I can't even tell you the different industries that everybody has been in, um, youth, street People And I, I'm using that in the most respectful way. If you choose or have to live on the streets, you still have value. We all have value, equal value. I don't care if you are the prime minister or if you are a youth on the street or you're a homeless person, you're a doctor, a lawyer, an artist. We are all equal and we should all be included. And I know that sounds preachy and I don't mean to, but I really was raised that way. I was raised in an immigrant town Everybody had to work together to survive, and it was it was rough and rowdy and beautiful, and it was a coal mining town. There was disasters, but the thread of the cultures of everybody that worked together taught me to build community. People are going, well, what's the Sunflower Project about? Like, you know, you're painting satellites, or you were painting buoys. What I mean is when you paint a scent, a sunflower is, find your sunflower. I don't, for me, it's art. For me, it's painting. No matter what mood I'm in, and COVID has been hard on on me. Um, I've had a really kind of a tough year for many reasons and health and my mom being far away and just worrying. My sunflower is I go out and paint. I know my musician friends, they play music or they create music, they write music. Um, People can run, exercise. I mean, whatever, like build something with your hands, do something good. And if we do something good and build something in our community and we connect with all of us doing something good, well, I think that's a pretty cool, like the blue ocean economy of life for people, place, and planet. So when you see our Sunflower Project, and right now we're doing satellites and our one of our first shows is in Vernon at Gallery Vertigo. Come and see the sunflowers and see these satellites that we hope get put up in Vernon in a trail. They're beautiful. The artists are incredible. Go to um, our website and you can link over to the Sunflower Project and see them. But we hope everybody does this. It's, It's not in any way being controlled. You want to paint a sunflower on a wall? Paint a sunflower. You know, what satellites? Get some satellites. You want to make a song? Make a song. 
But when I talk about the sunflower, I want you to think of what gives you joy. Right? And there's like my dog. My dog gets joy. I could edit that dog out, but that dog gives me joy. I think we are headed to a renewal where we need to reach out to each other, share seeds, and seed by seed, just like I was taught or you were taught, we can connect again. So if you have a story about sunflowers, or if you're going to paint a sunflower or a song, or you're going to build a ball field, or you're going to, you know, donate some time at the food bank, or you're going to donate some food, or you're just going to grow a garden, or maybe, you know, you might just say hello to somebody that you haven't done before. Look people in the eye. Remember, we are all connected through our roots around this planet. None of us are getting out of here any other way but the same way. So while you're on this planet, could you just share some sunflower love? I'd really appreciate it because we've got a team of sunflower warriors. I know it's been hard and everybody's blaming everybody, but it's really nobody's fault. And if it is, um, there's nothing we can do about it. So why don't we pick up a sunflower? You know, that's our sword of light. And think about it. Sunflowers grow food. The, the stems can be used for many products like hemp can. Maybe our economy is right in our hands. Thanks, everybody. Happy sunflower. You're listening to Art Root Radio. And I'm your host, artist Michelle Lockery. Today in the studio, we have um, a gallery director, a visionary, an artist, a textile artist, and my friend, Bridget Red. Bridget uh, and I met when she was trying to um, get sustainability for a gallery she works with on, as a nonprofit, as the, one of the leaders of that nonprofit, Gallery Vertigo in Vernon, British Columbia. And, you know, she had heard of me and, and some of the sustainability plans that I have worked on and have been very quite successful for communities. We started to talk and then a partnership was formed. And um, before we knew it, we were helping seniors learn digital skills, doing projects. But this one project in particular was is a partnership with the Sunflower Project and Bridget and Gallery Vertigo. And we are creating these amazing um, satellites, painted sunflowers. But the art that we're creating is to leave a tourism legacy, not only to help people, but have art in action that actually leaves a tourism legacy that can help with the renewal. Downtown Vernon, um, I painted there years and years ago, a huge tourism project that has been quite, you know, um, I would say legendary in what it did because it raised millions of dollars for the downtown build it helps so many youth, and so many of those youth have gone on to be very, very, very successful artists and other careers. And the whole part of that Wayfinder project has just been a pretty big highlight in my life, and I felt very grateful for that. And now it seems that all of us that were kind of involved back in the day are coming back together as um, at-risk seniors because it's, you know, tough times making a living as an artist is hard. And keeping nonprofits open is a really hard thing. And um, Bridget is so passionate about that and the work that it goes, you know, that goes into that. And if you can imagine all these nonprofits, which have been just built on the backs of so much volunteer time and, you know, people and my whole community when I was a kid was 
built on volunteerism. And I think it sometimes goes unheard, that story of how many people have given. Like, I can't even imagine trying to quantify the hours and the economics and the social change that these nonprofits do. So welcome Bridget into the, the studio today because she will tell you her side. And there's a couple surprising things that I'm seeming to keep common thread is when I find people that I'm working with, there is always this immigrant little root touching each other and going, oh, you're from there, I'm from here, and aren't we all connected? Welcome, Bridget. Hi, Michelle. How are you doing? I'm doing really, really well. I'm over COVID and um, excited to get our project off the ground. And It's an exciting project. It's a really exciting project. Looking forward to having it at Gallery Vertigo for people to see. So let's talk about how did we meet? Do you remember our first meeting? I do remember our first meeting. Um, I was struggling with ways of getting artists together to work um, with Gallery Vertigo. And someone mentioned that I should talk to Michelle. So I called you up and said, listen, you and I need to talk. We did get together. It was great. We sat and just chatted. You had so many stories to tell. I had stories to tell, and somehow those stories meshed. We both discovered we came from immigrant backgrounds. We discovered we worked hard, and we also discovered that we work well together. We are both immigrant um, daughters and granddaughters, and if you look into the past, nonprofit was how small communities formed. Like, I mean, it was, it was how you were judged as a human. Well, in my small town, your community work was as important as anything else you did. You're absolutely right. When I think back to where my ancestry comes from, my father, my mother, they all came from small towns. And it was the community that worked to establish a, a sense of, of belonging and generating income for the community. And it just seems to me that we have the, we have the potential to do the same thing at this point in time for not just our community of Vernon, but for the Okanagan and for the arts and culture community as a whole. If we just worked as a community like immigrants do when they come to a new place. It's, it's everything about why I named this the Sunflower Project. To me, I grew up with a community that had floods and fire and snow that you couldn't open the front door. Um, mine disasters. I have visions of my mother making sandwiches when many, many men died in a horrible, horrific mine accident. You just knew that if you didn't count on each other in times, you had to good and bad. They would also have like our weddings. I mean, we lived in a town of 3,000 people. Our weddings filled up a hall. My shower, the women in that town when I got married and I was an unwed mother, so they were very excited about me being married. <laughs> I got four four irons 
six ironing boards, a whole, like I, they filled the back of our truck as a young couple at a shower to prepare us for a life, a crib. Like I, that's what immigrant communities do. You're absolutely right. I recall my father telling me a story of when my, my mother and father uh, married and it was at, it was either just before World War II started, or it was after. I, I think it was after. Um, and they, there was nothing. There was absolutely nothing. So what do you, what you know, for a married couple that's just starting out in life that really have nothing, and your friends don't have a whole lot, to all of a sudden be presented with a basket that contained things like fruit, a couple of cups and knives and cutlery. But around the handle of the basket, the community had taken what little money they had and tied um, what we would call dollar bills to the handle of the basket to, to make it look fancy but it gave that young couple a start. You know, that's why you and I have worked, started to work together. At our weddings, we had money trees, and anybody who got married as well, there was a money tree, and everybody came with a gift and, sh and the food for the wedding, and an envelope got safety pinned to this tree, and you, you would make money at that wedding so that you could kickstart. And that... I mean, Bridget, right now, that is, to me, what a sunflower is. There's the community with all the seeds and the petals are all the support. It, and, and you're right about that because, to me, that's what the Sunflower Project it also stands for. Each, each of the artists that, we, that, that have participated thus far in this project, I consider seeds. They're seeds in and of themselves to collaborate with other artists, the engagement between the artists. It's just like the sunflower dropping its seeds when their seeds are ripe, drops them on the ground, and next thing you know, you've got other sunflowers sprouting from those seeds. And those artists that are participating now or have participated in the past in the sunflower project are those seeds, those seeds for expanding arts and culture in the community but also expanding the economy of the arts and culture it, it's so important because a lot of people will say michelle share your business model and i try i've worked with governments of all levels this project's been recreated around the world i mean bridget honestly since my career started i've tried to add it up between cuba missouri route 66 vernon Merritt. China, Australia, it has raised millions of dollars. The model, the mistake I met, what I made, as much as that was wonderful and it built downtowns and all those things, that economy, I never used it to go back to the artists. And so now by adding this level of um, that a shared economy is, you must always take one seed and put it back on the pile so that uh -huh. you can always continue that model. And that's yeah. where I understand you get that. 
you understand that you must always have a piece of it that goes back. You got to water the ground. You can't, you can't grow tomatoes with no tomato seeds. You can't grow sunflowers without a sunflower seed. Right? Yep, you're right. I think it's an almost, I believe that we're all indigenous to this planet. And I believe that you and I come from very similar backgrounds. It's getting a little freaky. You and I are going, well, it might even be the same village. I got to go check this out. Oh, yes. I couldn't believe when we discovered that. That your, uh, what was it, your grandfather? My you grandfather. Know? And my mother came from the same village. That That's just so I believe so bizarre, right? And I believe that the only way they were brave enough to get on those boats to come to a new world, which would like basically like Gus getting on a spaceship. That's right. Was through exchange. You have to exchange. So artists, yes, we need them. And I can speak and you can speak from that side. And it's not about exposure. We know how much work does it take to build an art card to do the marketing to pay the rent of that gallery, to buy the supplies, to do the media, the administration. That's a whole, that is a whole, that's, that's what I'm speaking of. That's a whole economy that, the, that artists don't always take into account. Um, I, I'm an artist, and there are times where all I want to do is I just want to create. Well, yes, Bridget, it's great that you just want to create, but at some point, your studio becomes amassed with stuff you've created, but you've not shared it with anybody. In order to do that, there has to be an, uh, an, uh, an economy that allows you to be able to take that, what you've created, and share it with others, who then, on the other hand, might also become inspired to create. So it, it's just it's like a whole big in my view, a whole big wheel of things that are all interconnected. Yeah, and it, it's really important because, I mean, for sure, like I think about, you know, the learning that we've had through this project. Every grant I ever wrote, and I wrote many, many of them, I love to see the spreadsheets where I'd say, okay, the government has, my very first grant was $100,000. I was probably, was running an Art and Heritage Center, and I was like, oh, you can write grants for arts. Oh, that's cool. I could do that. And women, these certain women put me in this job position when I didn't think I had the skills because they believed in me. I'll never forget the, the two women that did that. They were huge art advocates in BC from my uh -huh. small town. And they taught me, look at this spreadsheet and you're going to build a mine. Don't look at it as an art project where you produce something and there's an ending. Look at it like a mine would develop like a coal mine. So I saw, I could ask for $100,000. Okay. And so this had to do with the coal mining town. I phoned and I said, well, you know what? There's five coal mines here and you don't give any money to the artists here yet. We're part, blah, 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 on my soapbox. And I made these little lines, Bridget, that how could I share that $100,000 with how many people to create one collective piece of art that then Shoemaker and Elves would make another one? Well, I got on the phone to a very important politician. I knew nothing. And I said, hey, I think the scale's wrong. The province makes all this money on coal mining and you don't give us any money. Guess what happened? I got a $100,000 check in the mail. Very nice. In very 1994. Nice. Well, it, it's interesting because I, I have learned 
a lot of what I now know about um, running a gallery, working with artists, I really didn't know because I came from a career that dealt with um, the justice system. Um, I worked as a legal assistant in a family law practice. And so when I retired, I, I started creating and initially didn't think of myself as an artist until I was invited to exhibit in specific galleries. Where am I going with this? What I'm trying to say is that when I met you, I didn't realize that I did have the skill to write grants. And that part of that sunflower thought is you showed me that, wait a minute, all the volunteer hours that have been put into um, running the gallery, those are things that have value that you can put into grant writing. Now, that's something I didn't know. Um, it's through that Sunflower pro project that that learning took place, which is another, to me, another aspect of that Sunflower project. That well, there's a whole bunch of learning going on there. I like to think of the Sunflower, as I'm listening to you, as a very strong immigrant person, human. I think I've had so many opportunities in my life, and I always laugh about this one story of my life. And I was doing a huge event. We had been doing a party for the Country Music Association of Canada in Vancouver at the highest level. I'm waiting for Reba McIntyre to walk by and I miss my press meeting that I would have got, you know, the accolades that I probably would have loved to have had on the red carpet because I was putting masking tape along the line of the extension cord to the video to show the video of the, what we were doing with all the youth and Indigenous youth and merit and missed my opportunity. And I can picture myself under the table making sure that all the details were done. See, it's interesting because <laughs> I'm similar. If there's work to be done, let's just get the work done. Yeah. And I think that comes from I think that part of that comes from our background. And to me, it's it's almost like, I know it sounds ethereal, but to me, a sunflower is the same. Sunflower has work to do, produce seeds. It makes a commitment to produce those seeds. The seeds are produced. It At the end, it bows its head and goes, okay, I've, I've met my commitment. Here are the seeds drops them to the ground, and new ones sprout. And in the time of the process, the most beautiful color and the most beautiful flower is appears. appears. And I think that's what we are. I think it's the stages of renewal. And I think what I'm excited about, you and I know the shows that are coming for Gallery Vertigo. You and I know the people who have similar backgrounds are coming. And People might see the art, and yes, we are inviting the communities to come. Purchase these satellites as we're starting, because these are the limited edition first ones. Like these oh, ones, yes. these are these are the keys. But then, if the community can jump in and somebody can put them up, so share that. You know, are you a contractor and you can put them up? If you're a build business owner, 
You know, the artists take a share, the gallery can grow stronger, we can buy more supplies. Um, where there's a map, we're mapping these sunflowers so that people can go on a trail. We have a drive-by, yeah. we have a drive-by sunflower game. I, I just think, I think um, with all the talk about, especially now with the pandemic about, you know, um, businesses being in dire straits and wanting to renew the economy, right now our, our, the artists that have participated are providing an opportunity for businesses to, to support the not just support the artists but support their businesses tourism for example we live in okanagan valley which is under certain circumstances under ordinary circumstances a place where tourists like to visit well what better way to draw people to the area than providing them with something like um, the wall murals that are currently up or let's let's add um, the satellites hanging from various buildings. Another example, Armstrong has been doing um, painting quilt blocks and sticking them up on barns. You know, these are, these are all opportunities that will help generate interest in the community, making people want to come here, visit, spend their money. I mean, it's, it's like a snowball. You know, you start small with a very, very tiny snowball, but you start rolling it down the hill. By the time it gets to the bottom, it's a pretty big snowball. Well, you know, the very first mural in Vernon, which is a, above, you know, you can't really see it. It's above that um, used to be Welkmart store downtown. Yes, yes. Well, we had no money. And I remember the women that hired me and they said, where are we going to get the money? I said, well, I'm on unemployment. So because I just moved here, single mom. And I said, so here's kind of what we can do. And uh, here's the grant that we can get. And we need to hire people who are on unemployment and I'll teach them trade skills. Okay, we could do that. We had no paint. We had no, we had one piece of scaffolding. It was a group of women. There was, um, I mean, he, Tom Christensen, who, you know, was a minister of education for a while, helped. There was probably 20 people. We had scrap paint. And, you know, and people say, well, there's nothing in the middle of that mural but sky. I said, yeah, we didn't have scaffolding to reach it. We had to use really, really long poles. But, you know, that the, the result of that is everybody worked together. Oh, it was they amazing. They what resources they, they had. And from that, from that single mural that you just described, look what happened. It was absolutely breathtaking because one of the women that hired knocked on my door for three weeks straight. She had nowhere to live. Her name is Jessie Brown, and she's now a teaching assistant in this community who has built so much as she teaches sign language. She, her daughter, when she showed back up on the mural of the war mural, had a baby. On the first mural I did, my sister gave birth to my niece. The murals became a community. And Bridget, that's what, do you see that happening right now in your gallery? Absolutely. Absolutely. That community is very, very important. It's so you're basically turning gallery vertigo into a 
healing art, public art community um, festival of community building. Yeah, it, a, a hub for community building. I, it's really interesting because I see all these new mural towns and they call them mural festivals. Now they call them mural festivals because that's where the line of money is. But any event, a mural, a satellite project, a show, is an event. It is a festival. It is an event, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So we'll wrap up. I think we only have a few minutes left here, but where do you see Gallery Vertigo and are you getting support from sponsors? Like, are you feeling the support coming? I'm feeling the support coming slowly, yes. Uh, the support of local artists, definitely. Uh, I see Gallery Vertigo acting now as a, as a hub for those that are interested in engaging the community. I want to say engaging the community. And when I say engaging, it can run the gamut from teaching our seniors how to post on Instagram to teaching our young how to do a, do a program for even younger people. So a, an actual hub where the community can engage with itself. That's exciting to me because you know my passion. That's what the murals did. The scaffolding on the space between the wall and the viewer of the road, that space between the cities and the systems is what I call it. Mm -hmm. Life happened. Uh, the stories that we will tell on this podcast eventually of the people and the seeds they laid at the scaffolding and the seeds they took from the scaffolding. If you walk around Vernon and you look up at the walls and look really high, you will see a texture on all the walls. Mm -hmm. And on all of those walls are sunflower seeds because having 17 at-risk youth, whether they came from university or not, on those walls, money is tight. And as much as we shared that, sunflower seeds is what we would eat all the time. And we would spit those sunflower seeds and they would stick to the paint. <laughs> Well, hopefully we'll uh, hopefully at the gallery over the next little while we'll be generating some more of those sunflower seeds. I think maybe we not, will. Maybe not spitting them on the floor, but just generally um, engaging uh, members of our community and getting to uh, getting to know each other and at the same time create something that the community is vested in. Well, I think it's happening, and I do believe. It's, it's just the seeds are in little cups and we're going to take those seeds and we're going to take and put the sunflowers on the wall. I know you've had two amazing sponsors so far. Do you want to talk about those sponsors? Yes. One of our sponsors, Nixon, Nixon Wenger, um, lawyers, they have sponsored um, the upcoming show at the gallery, uh, which runs from February the 1st to February 26th. We called it Seed by Seed. They've supported us. Um, Wayside is another sponsor that has sponsored um, us with the ability to produce um, cards for promoting the exhibit coming up. Those are our two 
major sponsors, and of course, all of our volunteers. They're oh, yeah. definitely sponsoring the gallery. My gallery hosts that host at the gallery so that people can actually come in and see what's being produced. So, our our yeah. curator, A.J. Jaeger. And yes, definitely. Must give thanks to A.J. Jaeger. She's the one that's been helping set up, she will be helping set up the show for uh, public viewing. So, And then again, that's interesting. Another immigrant woman with the same, you know, Melina Moore, our fabulous opera singer, and now she has a cookbook. And these women who are high, high regarded women in the community are coming together after COVID and we've got our work boots on. I see us all with our work boots on and this beautiful coming together music of the sunflowers. Absolutely. Thank you, Bridget. This is, we will have you on the podcast again, because as you know, the podcast was part of this program. And as it's grown, so many people want to be part of this podcast. And that's another thing I want to share because Obviously, this is the digital scaffolding, and it is our obligation to tell the stories and collect the stories, and I know you have many more stories to tell, so please make sure that you come back and maybe do a run of some more stories with me. I will I will come back, because to me, sharing our stories is a way of getting to know each other and becoming more comfortable in the community that we live in. And let's just all ask everybody in honor of this show and of the renewal after this challenging time to at least plant one seed. I'm thinking as I'm sitting here, we are going to do a fundraiser and I'm seeing that maybe we could ask the kids and the community to send us all a picture of the sunflower seed they're planting. I just see, you know, you and me, more means more. And we just, hey, Bridget, that's a really good idea. That's a, I think it's a wonderful idea. As a matter of fact, send pictures if you are familiar with putting your pictures on Instagram or Facebook. By all means, do that and tag us at hashtag the Wayfinders Sunflower Project or hashtag Gallery Vertigo or hashtag Sunflowers. Yeah, and honestly, we look forward. And if you're out there in the community and you want to help, reach out to either Bridget or myself. Go to the gallery website, gallerievertigo.com. And uh, yeah, we welcome all. Get in touch with us. Thanks, Bridget. I'm so excited Thanks. to see what your art piece is going to be. And let's talk real soon. See you soon. Ay, 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 art. It's the art and the history connecting all communities. The water flows through indigenous blue. The tides rise and fall, connecting us all. Water is life, hear our call. The water flows through indigenous blue.